Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we are watching Young Justice. Which you haven't watched. I haven't, and you've watched the most of. Yeah, I've watched uh, all two, count them, two seasons two of Young Justice. Two whole seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's where the first season was 26 episodes that went from 2010 to 2012. Uh, and the second season was 20 episodes that went from 2012 to 2013. Uh, the whole show was supported by a Mattel toy line uh, funding. Uh, and when the toy line failed, uh, the show got canceled. But uh, two years ago, uh, they announced that they were bringing it back. Uh, and no, it took a while it- for, for production on that. <laughs> well, uh, apparently it's a lot slower to make a show when you don't have the big toy companies backing you. Fair. But uh, but I think animated series in general take a long time we, to produce. We've watched the toys that made out. us. We know how fast they can put out a show when there's a toy behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Hmm. No, some of those were ridiculous. It was like, we gave them the toys and three months later there was an animated show. toys are powerful but (laughs) nowadays uh fans are becoming more powerful because like a loyal fan base uh, and like all the people who have discovered the show since it came out uh are like to blame for the show coming back (laughs) well it's been on netflix for a while right yeah so i feel like that also helps where people can can easily access it and become new fans despite it having ended five years ago mm-hmm. was it actually netflix who picked up the third season after all of its success i wouldn't know hmm. um it's possible oh, ne- no, netflix no, no, no. tends to do that uh basically uh netflix was where the um sort of like resurgence popped up and surrounded and there were people who were like will it come back on netflix uh and because of that conversation uh warner bros was like shit we need to get on that before netflix does <laughs> they, they stole it out from under netflix <laughs> well i i think it was more like netflix probably would not have done it anytime soon i i'm trying to think of another show that that had been uncancelled this far after being cancelled because i remember futurama got cancelled and uncancelled a few times but it was never like it was like a year or two later not like five whole years yeah the thing about that was that it happened a bunch of times Uh, i think a even stronger example is probably samurai jack yeah samurai jack is a good example well it wasn't cancelled though right didn't it just end no (sighs) I don't know, but I think it was canceled. Okay. Because I know that the the new show, the new Samurai Jack, uh, wasn't picking up where it left off. It was an actual time, the same time later. Kind of mm. more like Star Wars, where even though Star Wars wasn't canceled, um, it like ended. And then when the next thing picked up, it was that same time in real time. You mean going from the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy? Um, going from the original trilogy to 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, the sequel trilogy. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, not the prequel trilogy. I was just yeah. trying to... F- <laughs> I was just lot. trying to avoid confusion. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, back to superheroes. So uh, on that note, do you know if it's going to try to pick up where it left off? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I, I guess I should just say it now, but like it was canceled. There are... I wouldn't sense. say that... It, I wouldn't say that it's like it ends in an unsatisfying way, uh, but there are definitely some loose plot threads to explore. Mm-hmm. As as anything that is cancelled will have. Right. So, DC. Definitely not as, like, big in the cultural conscious right now. Like, People, because of the movies and stuff, they know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are, even though the Guardians in the comics were um, not even B-listers. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd say that there's a lot of people who don't know who characters like Blue Beetle are, like you. Nope. <laughs> but I, I think feel, that this I feel like show... before you mentioning it, I do, like, maybe you've talked about it with Kaylee or something once. Like, Mm -hmm. I vaguely know the term, but not enough to, like, conjure a picture. (laughs) Well, Blue Beetle's good. He's not uh, one of your, like, surface-level DC characters, though. And I think that this show is good at starting with people that you can understand, uh, and the show slowly gets more in-depth. It moves you further into the, the DC universe. Yeah, it's it's a good ramp into understanding the universe because it stands alone. It's not part of a, a, any like animated franchise. Good. All right. So, who do you think is going to be on the Young Justice team? The only sidekick that I know for sure is a DC sidekick is Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I mean, it's Batman's sidekick. Of course he's going to be on the team. Well, yeah. I feel like I've seen screen caps of Young Justice around, and mm-hmm. I can kind of like conjure some pictures of of the characters in my head, but I can't, I can't like see a symbol or name them. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's a maybe like a, a Falcon sidekick, like a young Falcon. A young Falcon? Yeah, a dude with metal wings. That's Marvel. That's Marvel. <laughs> Anyways, is there a Falcon-like character in DC? Uh, there's Hawkman and Hawkwoman, but we don't talk about them. Okay, then it's probably not that person. Um, a, a Superboy, maybe. Uh huh. I'm just the big three: Batman, Scott, Robin. Superman doesn't really have a sidekick, but Superboy and Supergirl exist. Um, I don't know if Wonder Woman has a sidekick. She did in the original Teen Titans. She had Wonder Girl. Okay, um, that's not, it's interesting how Wonder Woman in general kind of seems to stand alone more than, like, Batman. (laughs) Hmm. Batman, the loner. Yeah, Wonder Woman is actually, like, the real loner, mostly because she likes to solve her problems herself. (laughs) She's like, I can do this by myself, fuck off. I mean, that's not really your personality. It's more like, it's just true. I know. Uh, um, uh, some sort of baby Green Lantern. I feel like, I feel like I've definitely seen a screen cap with a, a baby, at least somebody in green, but that's, that's a bit vague. I'm going to go Green Lantern. Okay. Um, 
I don't know, probably not the Teen Titans, but let's say the Teen Titans. Okay, just to pat out the list? Yep, and that's it. Uh, do you remember, do you know who is on the Justice League? The Justice League, the big three. Uh-huh. Aquaman. Is there a baby uh-huh. Aquaman? Is there? I'm asking you. All right. I did say <laughs> that there was a baby Wonder Woman. Yes, there is an Aqualad. Is I feel like every single superhero at some point gets a baby version of them. Hmm. Keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. Uh. Uh. You've I'm... thought of five of the seven Green original Lantern. members of the Justice League. Green Lantern. Yeah, that's still one of the five. Um. The Flash? Yeah, he's one of the original members. Is there a baby Flash? Is there? I don't know. I'm asking you. There's a lot of Flashes, so yes. Okay. That doesn't... Multiverse doesn't count. No, there's a lot of Flashes with or without a multiverse. Um, what? So the big three, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Flash. Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite member of the Justice League. Your favorite? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the one oh, guy oh, you don't... oh, uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes, there, okay, you've got all seven. seven. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so I'm going to go, I'm going to finish out my list with a baby Martian Manhunter. So you just want to say a baby version of every yeah. member of the original team. <laughs> And I'm that, gonna, that's what you want your final to be? I'm going to be keeping track, because I'm probably right. Alright. <laughs> Let's go watch the episode and see. Let's go watch it. Yeah. Bon appetit! All right, let's see how you did. Let's see. We got Robin. We got Superboy. We got Robin. We got Superboy. We got no Kid Flash. Yeah, Kid Flash, which you said. Which is basically, I'm just saying that that terminology, that way of naming them, is ex- basically like me saying Baby Flash. It, it's very retro. It's from a different era. Um, and we got Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and Miss Martian, Miss Martian or Megan mm-hmm. for her birth name, um, and then Aqualad, and then I'm gonna be completely honest. I totally forgot Green Arrow existed. Yep. Um, but who's by the way? Even the show points this out. Green Arrow's sidekick's name is Speedy, and that should be Kid Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they make a joke on it. You know, it's a it's a name that's been around for a while. Is Green Arrow older than The Flash, like comic books wise? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's uh, probably a hero who came out after because I remember The Flash is definitely like one of the first. Yeah, he's real early. Mm-hmm. So there was no other Teen Titans. There's no excuse Oh, right. No other Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's no Wonder Woman representation on the team. Oh, ever? Not now. Okay. Because I know um, in the 
second and third episode, they have the opener, obviously. And there are there's definitely another female team member in the opener that we haven't met by the end of episode three. Yeah, we see her in the opening. She's got a bow and arrow, too. Yeah, so I don't know who her person is, unless it's, I don't know. Actually, I have no clue. Uh, I mean, do you want me to just tell you? Yeah. Okay, so she, um, oh god, I totally blanked. I can't remember her superhero name. Oh my god. Artemis. Dude, but no, but who's her who's her person? Who's her adult? Uh also Green Arrow, because Roy uh Roy Speedy. You know what? That was gonna be my guess. I was gonna be like, is she also Green Arrows? And then I was like, no, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, because <laughs> Speedy he leaves in a huff in episode one and now he is a solo vigilante. So so Green Arrow is just like, fuck it, I'll get another I'll get another sidekick if you're gonna be all you know, moody like this. It's more complicated than that, but yeah, Artemis shows up pretty soon after. Cool. Artemis is a good name and I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh the same episode that Artemis is introduced, uh Speedy also decides to upgrade on his name. <laughs> Finally. And guess um, what name it is? Is it Roy, his real name? No, it's Red Arrow. <laughs> That's what I guessed in the first episode. I said, who is that, Red Arrow? Because it's the name that makes sense. He upgraded. <laughs> it makes more sense than Speedy, for sure. He's Speedy for all of five episodes, only two of which I think he even shows up in. <laughs> yeah, he, he barely showed up in episode three. He barely showed up in episode one. Yeah, but he's sort of like the extra hero who hangs out in the shadows, does his own thing, and shows up sometimes for episode plots. Yeah. He's the um, edgiest. Episodes one and two, um, it was basically a two-parter. I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was a special two-parter that aired in 2010. Um, um, yeah. I, but like a lot of shows start with a two-parter. Yeah, two months before the show officially started airing weekly. That would get annoying, I think. Uh, oh, well, cool. An awesome new show. When's the next episode? Two months. Fuck. Well, it was like, you know, <laughs> special premieres. Uh, I don't get it, but apparently it works or something. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah, but I... This is one of the shows I've had the most notes for, but mostly because I've been trying to keep all the names straight. Oh, do you want to lead the discussion or should I? Um, I'm just gonna, I guess, quickly do, like, a little plot thing. Sure. Um, so, obviously, the, I'm just gonna call him Young Justice, like everybody. Uh, the, the Young Justice squad, (laughs) um, (laughs) they feel underappreciated because the big dudes won't let them into their cool satellite, uh, hide meeting space. What's it called? The Watchtower. Yeah, the cool satellite watchtower. Um, and so they're like, what? and the heroes are like, well, we're going to go do hero stuff and we're not going to let you come because you're children. And they're like, well, fuck you. We're going to go do our own hero thing. And so um, they go to a, I forget the name of the building already, because that is one thing I didn't write down. Uh, Cadmus. Kim Cadmus. Uh, they go to Cadmus, which is like a science building, and it's got a million underground levels. 
Um, and they find Project KR, which is the uh, chemical thing for kryptonite. No, it's the uh, scientific symbol for krypton. Yes. Um, that's pretty much what I said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I forgot. It's not. Yeah. Um, and so they find Superboy, who is Superman's clone. He's a, a babby version, though. Um, and he there's like some weird brainwashing brain controlling thing going on with all of the they call them genomes or genomorphs yeah genomorphs like xenomorph were, but not it was like genome something or it was short for something mm-hmm. um and this was like usually i think i can guess where a plot is going uh but this one really surprised me what <laughs> and, when... uh, and as far as well so they get surrounded by the different genomorphs who are just like alien looking creatures yeah. that uh, can communicate telepathically and take over people's brains. Yeah, gray aliens, and, but like with horns. Right. And there's the like humanoid one, the like uh, baby goblin ones, and then the huge like elephant ones. Um, and they get surrounded and you're like, well, fuck, they're going to be captured again. Uh, and then um, one of them whose name was Double uh, X. Uh, he's like, we want you to set us free because you're a genomorph too, and um, we want you to lead our people or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> Specifically, the Superboy, who's a clone of Superman, is also a uh, genomorph. Yeah. Um, and I, I, again, it was completely unexpected that they were like, oh, we're actually on your side, even though we've been semi-fighting you, because we want you to decide if we're going to stay here or if we're gonna try to be our own people Mm -hmm. and he was like well obviously i want to be free um and so they stopped brainwashing guardian who was another hero that was hanging out there um and then superboy joins the team and he's not really good with social interaction because he's been in a tube his whole life yeah um which kind of goes with miss martian who doesn't really understand earth stuff because she's been on mars her whole life Mm -hmm. um and the third episode is mostly integrating Miss Martian into the team. Yeah. Uh, by by first of all showing how alien she is, and second of all, showing like that she can do the hero stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got the basics, I think. Uh do you wanna guess who my favorite is? Um is it Miss Martian? It is Miss Martian. Okay. I bet you can tell who my favorite is. Is it uh, Aqualad? It is Aqualad. Because he's cool. Um, Aqualad is the only one who seems to know what the fuck he's doing ever. He's the most emotionally mature member of the team. Uh, Yeah. I I feel like he has to be the oldest. First of all, he's the tallest. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's the only one that ever has any measured responses to anything. Yeah, and he's Aquaman's sidekick because... Aquaman is the king, so he's all, like, deferential and mature and shit. Yeah, and um, we mentioned this while we were watching the third episode, um, but everybody was kind of bonding a little bit. At least Miss Martian and Robin and Wally were, um, Kid Flash, were bonding over the fact that they can't do what their their heroes can. (laughs) Um. 
she was like, oh, I can't like shapeshift that well and I can't go through walls. And Robin was like, Kid Flash can't go through walls either. It's fine. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and then we were like, well, Aqualad actually isn't really a debuffed version. <laughs> he's he's pretty powerful, as you can see, like later in that same or earlier in that same episode when he's just like slashing rocks in half and everyone else has to jump out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah aqualad's cool uh, all of the characters get a lot of development but uh aqualad i think in particular is pretty awesome and i like i really like miss martian's character arcs across both seasons i think they're both really good yeah you kept assuring me that her character does develop <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so self-conscious because she's my favorite <laughs> it's fine uh it is fair because at the end of the first episode, I was like, I don't think I've seen a single woman on screen. Yeah. And you were like, uh, I think that changes. <laughs> it's okay. And then uh, Miss Martian comes into the squad at the very end of episode two. Yeah. Um, so, so you get a female main character basically in episode three. And then, assumedly, another one a few episodes later when uh, Artemis comes in. Yeah, she shows up soon. Yeah, but the first two episodes, it's like maybe one line from a woman who's on screen for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Robin, Aqualad, Kid Flash, uh, Artemis, Miss Martian, and Superboy are like the main team, uh, especially mm-hmm. in season one. But they, throughout the two seasons, introduce especially in season two, introduce a lot of characters. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I realized, yeah. I mean, the real, the the actual Justice League has like a lot of people in it, so it might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized that, yeah, they start introducing you to characters that you probably don't know about, like right away with like Red Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, in episode three, you fit, you learn Red Tornado is a robot, has tornado powers. And that's pretty much what you need to know. He has your, like, standard um, full tour de force of robot plot lines going on with him. Yeah. Um, and then in that episode, we meet the villain, Mr. Twister, who is also a red robot and has tornado powers. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty cool. He had a lot of really good, like, villain one-liners. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the team so far um i mean they're obviously not very good at teamwork yet mm-hmm. um in in the first two episodes in the two-parter it was very clear because um that they were kind of used to being sidekicks and not like part of a bigger team because mm-hmm. uh, they kept mentioning like oh flash ran ahead and Robin's kind of like doing his own thing with the hacking that no one really knows what's up. Mm-hmm. And Aguilar's just trying to be cool. <laughs> um, Superboy doesn't know how to do anything. I don't think he really talks all that much in episode three, oh. other than like getting super mad at Miss Martian. Yeah. Uh, unless he's angry, he's mostly monosyllabic. And when he's angry, he's like single sentence, simple thoughts. He's very yeah, much yeah. your like he- barbarian type. He's he's not got much emotional complexity yet. Right now, it's just angry and not angry. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> sometimes I'm mad. Sometimes I'm not as mad. He, he, <laughs> he shows the most emotional complexity in his expressions when he's around Superman. Yeah, definitely that that whole part was sad because he meets Superman. The first thing he does, like when he comes out of the the cave, basically, he's been in his whole life. He meets Superman and Superman's just like, I'm not even going to shake your hand. He's just like keeping his distance and like doesn't really know what to do about it, which is like fair, I guess. But still, come on. You're my clone. That sure is weird. Like, how would you feel if you were a teenage clone and you did that to you? Um, <laughs> that's a wonderful sentence. I hate it, but you're right. <laughs> so yeah, um, Superboy, um, I, I guess it would kind of be a spoiler, spoiler zone to get more into it, but Superboy is a pretty straightforward right zoning? now. Hmm? Okay, you're not going to get into it. No, I can get into it, but I feel like... Uh, okay, I'll do it. Spoilers. So, in a couple of episodes from now, uh, Batman is going to sit down Clark uh, and be like, Hey, we need to fucking discuss the whole you are ignoring Superboy thing. <laughs> Aw, Batman knows how to be a dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Batman understands how, like, a good parent is, like, a really good thing to have, where Superman does not realize that he sort of takes that concept for granted and is sort of letting the whole yeah. discomfort of being cloned thing get the best of him. I mean, I guess with both of their backgrounds, it would make sense that one of them would uh, put parents more highly mm-hmm. high on the totem pole. Yeah, so... Uh, honestly, I think the probably it's one of like my my best, my most favorite Batman scenes ever is when he like takes like Clark to like a diner and is like, <laughs> "Hey, you've got like some like responsibilities to this kid now, and you should like, like talk to your son. You're like the only one who can like handle uh like being like a good influence on him and maybe getting involved in his life and helping him." integrate into society in like a healthy way <laughs> and superman <laughs> is like i am not going to do any of those things goodbye bruce <laughs> yeah in response to that i did write on my notes no hugs sad face yeah uh so woof <laughs> not superman's yeah, so, best side no but uh i i do enjoy like i said this show kind of surprised me with its plots at least in the first two episodes and superman's response the third episode was a little more um establishy a little more yeah a little more straightforward a little more uh in line with what i'm used to Mm -hmm. but as far as like the kind of overarching plots that is um it's really interesting because you don't want to sometimes you do but you don't necessarily want to watch something where you know where it's headed all the time you know yeah and there's gonna be a lot of red tornado and miss martian in this show so i feel like it was pertinent to establish a lot about them yeah i i I did feel that like episode three episode the two-parter that was one and two was kind of establishing the kind of big plot and episode three was establishing characters Mm mm-hmm um and so that you know you wanted to be a little more predictable because that's not what we're about right now yeah um so 
you did guess uh, a, a potential Green Lantern boy who didn't show up. Okay, he's coming. No. Oh. Green Lantern does not have a kid sidekick. Okay. I well, I didn't know because I don't. Green Lanterns just there are many Green Lanterns, right? Yeah, there are. A, a, Why couldn't there be a kid? A kid lantern i don't know probably because they're like a core of like space cops who are like chosen by a bunch of old blue aliens uh, yeah whatever um <laughs> um i'm looking at my notes it's just like they're so packed full way more than my notes usually are so it's kind of hard to pick out one thing mm-hmm. uh, um generally sometimes like Green Lantern trainees will sometimes show up in Green Lantern comic books, but he has never had a teenage superhero sidekick ever, uh, typically because Green Lanterns are all adults. Yeah, well, if they're if they're specifically chosen, except for fucking uh, Zordon, no one would pick a teenager for an (laughs) adult's job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the other member of the Big Seven who doesn't have uh, a teen sidekick represented on the team uh, is Wonder Woman. Uh, and I wonder if that's because Wonder Girl uh, is sort of a touchy subject to deal with. Um, um, well, you said she doesn't really... She only showed up, like, the once. Mm-hmm. But the thing... So it's basically Green Lantern style, like, she doesn't really have a sidekick. No, it, she didn't show up just the once. It's more like her origins are... Um, bizarre uh do you want to get into that um to make a long story short uh please do basically wonder girl was a series of prequel comics but then when they put together the original teen titans someone forgot that wonder girl was wonder woman uh, and slapped her in the team uh and ever since then it's been a lot of complicated explaining okay yeah, so basically, someone made a young Wonder Woman comic, and then someone else was like, oh, cool, a different Wonder Woman. And everyone else was like, no, but in too slow motion to stop it from happening. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think you've told me this story before. It's a really weird thing to happen. <laughs> um, oh, another thing that that uh, Miss Martian says in episode three, she this is when Superboy gets really mad at her because she says it te- uh, telepathically. But it's pertinent, and she says, um, don't worry, Superboy, you'll get an Earth name, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super valid, because everyone just calls him Superboy. And at this point, I feel like being referenced as Superman's clone 24-7 when Superman himself has rejected you doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody who likes him calls him Superboy. He eventually does get his own like a real name but um mm-hmm. that's important stuff for later <laughs> um and it's it's good that robin isn't allowed to share his name because robin sounds like a name and superboy does yeah although i don't get why uh, he's not allowed to be like hey i'm dick grayson um because it's i mean no one knows who that is i mean but it's really obviously him no but i mean like it, it's like that one flash panel that went viral that was finally oh. i know who the flash is and he takes off his own mask and he goes i have no idea who this is from the justice league cartoon oh, yeah God. like it's only it, it's only recognizable people like 
Batman, like who are fa- rich and famous that really need to worry about hiding their identities. Like mm-hmm. if I was a superhero, no one would fucking know. Yeah. And if Dick Grayson gets found out, it becomes pretty obvious to figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's got the sunglasses and everything. But yeah, he it's, he's still At first I thought the sunglasses was just to be a weirdo, but I guess in terms of hiding his identity, it doesn't help, but it's something. It's something. But um yeah, and uh it, it's definitely Dick Grayson cuz he's he's acrobatting around, he's laughing, he's a thrill seeker, he's enjoying it. Uh Yeah. So <laughs> typical Dick uh and he's Um, the only other member of the team besides weirdo wally who is a normal person so he he's the one who is like knocking wally around when wally's being a weirdo yeah um wally aka kid flash um is very into miss martian and that's probably just because she's the only female character right now Mm mm-hmm because he doesn't have anyone else to be weird at. <laughs> um, but she is, I guess, oblivious. She just, like, doesn't care. She just wants to, like, have, have friends. Well, she's got um, a limited pool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a limited understanding of humans. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is just how humans interact, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he's going to be a weirdo, but I assume, you, again, you promise it's going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take your word for it. it, it I, I really think you should watch the whole show. <laughs> I mean, as long as as long as you're not wrong. I'm, th- I'm not wrong. A lot okay. of people can back me up on that. <laughs> okay, it does get better. You heard it here first, folks. Not even close to first. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what's next? Um. Oh, uh, Aqualad's. I I mentioned very briefly Aqualad's powers and that he's not like really debuffed like anyone else is. Like he's got, you know, pretty much what he needs to be Aqualad. Mm-hmm. Um, and weird weird enough, considering he's my favorite character, I don't remember his real person name. Uh, it's, it's Calder. Calder. Mm-hmm. He he said a longer name, and then I thought he was going to say, but my friends call me Cal, and he said, but my friends call me Calder. And I was like, why you had to be extra? Atlantis. Um, <laughs> um, but he's got, I was like, this seems incredibly dangerous for someone with water powers, but he also has electricity powers. Mm-hmm. Or not powers, but like electricity tech. Honestly, it's a little unclear to me which parts uh, are powers and which parts are tech, because he's got a little bit of generic strength and durability, though it's a little vague, but he's also Mm -hmm. got those two, like, hilt things. Those glowy things. Yeah, and he uses those to do things like make water weapons and to shoot electricity attacks, but only through water. Yeah, but I was like, I mean, it makes sense through water, because water conducts electricity really well, but... Why wouldn't you do literally anything else? Like you could easily electrocute yourself. <laughs> I guess I guess those the the electricity powers come with rubber boots. I don't know. He's just well trained. <laughs> so But yeah, that was that was one thing that stood out to me. But everyone else is literally like Superboy is 
can't fly like Superman, but he can jump really high, and yeah. he doesn't have the heat vision, but he's really strong. And Calder isn't even that much of a shortening of his full name. It's just Cal. It's not. It's, it's just Calderam. Exactly. Like, why not Cal? If you're gonna shorten it, go go all out. Mm, Atlantis. <laughs> You're a lioness. They can do whatever they want there. Uh, is there anything specific you want to talk about? Oh, and and in addition to them not really feeling like a team, one of their team members, which we mentioned, Speedy, who is very angsty, is never around. So it's like, y'all don't know what you're doing, do you? Well, he's not officially on the team. He was training with them, or I guess fighting bad guys with them. It was more like he was fighting bad guys, and the other guys showed up and were like, hey, let's fight bad guys together. We've got this whole team thing going on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it really doesn't... In the first episode, it seemed like we earned this. Like, we earned being in the Justice League. Like, we can do it. We can be heroes. And then by episode three, it kind of goes back down. Like, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, they're kid, they're teen superheroes, so it's their shtick to constantly be figuring it out. Yeah, which is fine. I the the thing I like about um, you know, kid and teen characters, but kid and teen shows by extension is that necessarily they have to go through a character arc. Mhm. Cuz it's a uh, the whole being a teen character uh, is all about growing into like your adult self, right? And and that's something that, especially if you take you know exactly what you said, that's something that adult shows don't really do because it's like oh we are we we're done you know finding ourselves we're done being like teenagers with character growth we are just who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, some some shows can can do good with that like showing somebody's change or development like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like personal character growth, I think shows about kids do it best. I like Lost a lot, but some of those characters change a lot more than others. Yeah. Um, some of those characters are stubborn. And, and yeah, as far as like the first three episodes, they have to start from a place where they can change to be good. You know, they can't start good or else where are they going to go? Right. So they're figuring out the whole team thing. They're figuring out the whole superhero thing. Uh, and they're going to figure it out. You know, one one Batman uh, appropriate mission at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything else you want to discuss before rating? Um, I was wondering if you had any, like, favorite moments. Um, I like when, uh, Mr. Twister is like, I want to fight a real hero, not a bunch of children. And Robin goes, we're not children. He goes, you are children. Objectively, you are. Objectively, you are children. (laughs) Right. Oh, gosh. The we're not kids line is bandied about by so many fictional teens. (laughs) Yep. And it's like, it's really weird. Because I remember, I explicitly remember being 14 and thinking, like, why doesn't anybody treat me like an adult? Like, I know what I'm doing. I can make my own decisions. Like, I'm not a kid anymore. Just treat me like an adult. (laughs) And now I'm like, 14-year-olds can't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I no would offense not... to any fourteen-year-old listeners, but but I wouldn't trust fourteen-year-old me to make any of my decisions. Yeah, no, I I made a lot of bad decisions back then. Not to say that I made like the worst decisions I possibly could have, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely wasn't making the best possible decisions either. You made the decisions that were understandable for a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my favorite moment is when Superman is awkward and Calder just leans over. Did I say Superman? I meant Superboy. When Superboy yep. is being awkward and Calder just leans over and is like, I get what's going on here. I'm not reading your mind, but I can tell what you're thinking. You got upset. You overreacted. You don't know how to apologize. Because <laughs> it was just like very like real like person to person advice. Yeah, I was going to say it, it It was a very good like, you know, uh, super, super kid to super kid. Mm-hmm. I know that you feel bad about what you did, even though you look like you're just angry. The oldest brother <laughs> is helping out the youngest brother while the middle siblings are too busy <laughs> talking to a girl. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Another reason to like Aqualad. <laughs> because he's the most mature. <laughs> um. So what do you think about the light? Um, yeah, so that was one that was, uh, it, it's the wider pl- plot slash bigger villain that was teased in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's like a council of people who are talking on video screens who uh, look like white silhouettes of of people. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they keep mentioning the light, which I assume is like... Uh, I'm honestly not entirely sure. It might be an organization of a type or it might be because they're like, oh, he will see the light. But meaning like he'll see our way, but also the light meaning our like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of culty. It's it's a little culty. It's a little vague, obviously, because they don't want to give it away in the first few episodes. Um, All I can think, though, is watching these dudes like video chat is like but you aren't that like whatever the light is it's not you right uh, so one of the like main so those guys are like the conspiracy guys they even mentioned like we have subtle ways of controlling them um right uh and they're the illuminati yeah basically uh and uh like basically one of like the big parts of this show's like setup uh is that while Superman and the rest of the Justice League are busy dealing with the, like, blotting out the sun problems. Uh, Young (laughs) Justice will be here to take down uh, the smaller issues, like sneaking into secret labs and uh, taking out... uh, The Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they'll basically be doing, like, sneaky, like, spy stuff, like Robin said to Speedy in episode three. Just teen things. Like spy missions for Batman. <laughs> well, that's just a Tuesday for Robin, so. <laughs> He's used to it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like, so out of all of the Young Justices, I feel like the ones who are most respected by their hero are Aqualad and Robin. Mm. Um, though probably Aqualad the most. You think the others are a bit condescended to? I feel like they 
they feel condescended to. Superboy, 100%, obviously, is treated the worst. I think um, that they are a little condescended too. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they are condescended to because they are treated like they're not heroes, and they technically are, even if they're not fully trained. Mm-hmm. Um, Aqualad isn't really treated poorly by Aquaman. He was... Wasn't there a part where Aquaman was like, well, no, I guess he was on the hero's side when yeah. everyone was like, well, you can't come up to the base. He was like, yeah. Look, we're their uh, authority figures. We need to present a united front. We can't be seen bickering. <laughs> right. Weird- weirdly enough, um, in that case, uh, the the hero that trusted their sidekick with the most information is Green Arrow and Speedy turned out shitty. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. God, so much stuff happens with Roy. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, to an extent, it might be because Green Arrow didn't follow the like procedure of like, we like, trust you with more and more like knowledge and responsibility as you prove yourself. Uh, he just jumped to like, yeah, we got a space base and <laughs> we stopped people from blotting out the sun. But but I do feel like that's more that's more of something you would tell someone who's on level with you, right? Mm-hmm. You would tell them like, "This is what's going on because I trust you," and everyone else doesn't know what's going on because they're not fully trusted. Even if they are trusted in the way that like we trust you to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. they're not trusted to be responsible enough to handle that. So because when Speed because Speedy knew about the Watchtower and everything, when he was brought into the Hall of Justice, uh, he recognized that like they were just like lying to their face. Right. And and I think and he blew he, up over it. Yeah, I think he reasonably got angry because he knew the truth and he knew that him and all the other sidekicks were not being told that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get, like, his angst from that angle, and that, like, I thought you trusted me, why don't you trust me anymore? Yeah, and because um, he's the one who knew, probably for a while before this moment, he's the one who felt the, like, most strongly betrayed. Right, the most cheated, because he was like, oh, we're finally gonna get trusted with, with something big, and then it's it's this, like, false, you know, sense of accomplishment. Yeah, and when the others come with him to like, hey, we have our like our own team, we get our own missions from the League, he's like, that is just a half measure. I am Red Arrow now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not no sidekick anymore. He's he's like, yeah, you got sent to the abandoned mountain base way to go. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's still pretty bitter. Yeah. Um, so I... I, I know I started this this part of the episode going like Speedy's a piece of shit, <laughs> but like I do understand him. Like mm. I get it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <sighs> I'm I don't know what to rate this. You don't? No, only because we're supposed to only rate it on the first three episodes. And I kind of want to give it a sour for being really weird. Feel free to give it a sour. Because <laughs> you keep saying it's getting better, but I've only seen these episodes. You were disappointed by the hype. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, like, the opener has, like, these cool female heroes. And then 
One of them shows up in episode three and the other one doesn't show up until after that. Who knows? I think uh, that... And Miss Martian is treated really weirdly by Wally and Robin and Superboy. I think that because our show is about rating the first three episodes, uh, I have to give it a sour because uh, it is not yet living up to the potential that it reaches later on. Yeah, I think... Although... I think generally shows um, that are are shorter in the number of seasons they have Mm -hmm. tend to get better and better throughout the seasons Mm -hmm. until they just like end on a high note, basically. This didn't really Mm -hmm. get that chance, although it was probably headed there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was going to say over the course of, you know, a series, I think it gets worse near the end. But I think that's only for longer stuff because they kind of run out of of the original plot and have to come up with things uh, supernatural. They have to tread more water. (laughs) Yeah. And they just kind of it kind of gets diluted, I think, near season 12. Supernatural. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've noticed like a weird trend where it's always (laughs) like it's always number two. That is like perfection. Like it's always season two or the number two in a game that is regarded as like, oh my God, they improved on everything in the first installment. Uh, And then it's after that where it's like, now you have all the hype to live up to and you're in for inevitable like disappointment or not quite there. I think the one, the one example I can think of is, is Dark Souls three is a million times better than Dark Souls (laughs) two. Because um, I couldn't get past the like tutorials out of Dark, T- Dark Souls 2. You suffered. Uh, not like necessarily that I couldn't get past it skill-wise, but I just couldn't. Yeah, you've gone... But 3 was really good. You're not bad at Dark Souls. You, you like me, just have never finished them. <laughs> They're long games. Anyway, but I, I totally agree because a lot of stuff kind of has to find its footing in Season 1. Mm. Um. And that is like, okay, you're kind of figuring out. And it's, it's also like the characters figuring out who they and like their team is. Right. Um, so like I get season one. Usually if somebody says they like a show and it's got a lot of seasons, they usually tell you to skip season one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I hate that piece of advice in all situations. Me I don't also, think I ever have except recommended for Parks and Rec. There's no need to watch season one. <clears throat> Okay, never mind. I was about to say I disagree in all cases, but uh, you did find the one exception to my rule. The one exception. Yeah, no, because, well, Parks and Rec doesn't have an overarching plot, really, and all of the stuff that needs to be explained gets explained pretty easily in Mm -hmm. the first few episodes of season two. Yeah, season one was when they didn't know that they were just making a, a, a regular sitcom where all the characters hate each other. Right. They were just making The Office in season one, and then they made Parks and Rec in season two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but but yeah, everything else, like, I don't know. I, I oh, get we would that totally is... give. We, if we did the Parks and Rec, if we had the opportunity to do that for TV dinner, we would totally give it a bad rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as this goes, um, we're giving it a sour just because the first few episodes maybe the first season but definitely the first few episodes are like good they just need Mm -hmm. to get there they just need to kind of like wade through the weird uh boy centric teen cartoon and get to the good stuff 
Mm-hmm. They need to push past, you know, they need to push past the stereotypes and get there. Yeah. They need to get into that shit that gets them canceled. <laughs> and then re reestablished. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, uh I would definitely say, hey, sure, I'm sitting by this sour rating, but that's only because I love the rest of the show so goddamn much. So hey. Yeah. If you like yeah. DC, definitely give it a shot. And and definitely, like I said, the plot looks really interesting and not what I expected. So I wouldn't let this these first few episodes, though they do make me feel kind of sour, I wouldn't let that stop me from watching further. Because I trust your opinion when you say it's going to get better, and I am interested in seeing where it's going. Yeah. So, uh, this is a show that I would not necessarily recommend for people who already dislike dc because as it goes it just gets more into what makes dc dc DC. uh but if you're interested in dc and you don't really know where to start or how to get into it i would definitely say try out young justice uh and see what you think because um definitely young justice ramped me up from just like being interested in dc to being like Oh, I like DC. Well, now, yeah, now you get, like, the Superman and the Batman comic. Yeah. On your, like, pull list. Mm -hmm. So that's more than I've ever done with DC. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, this is the last episode of Superhero September. God damn it. That means... (laughs) Spooktober. No! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Uh, Pray for me, pray for me, people. (laughs) Yeah, so we're doing spooky shows next, and I am super excited because that's, like, you know, my jam, obviously. And I will deal with it. I'm uh, vamping a little bit right now because I'm looking for our schedule. There it is. Um, so next week we're starting at Spooktober, which is hell yeah, five weeks of spooky shows. Mm-hmm. Um, although Superhero September was way more fun than I expected. We get, got into a lot of uh, long superhero discussions. Superheroes are just really fun to talk about. Uh, I love talking about them with you. You're a really good discussion partner on them. You got a lot of strong yeah. opinions. I have I have strong opinions and um, vague knowledge about many things. <laughs> Approximate knowledge of many. That's what things. it is. <laughs> Approximate knowledge of many things. Um, so next week we are watching the show The Killing, and if you want to talk to us about your superhero strong opinions, or if you want to talk to us about loving or hating horror, both of us have opinions on that, obviously. Um, Check us out at TVD Pod on Twitter or Facebook.com slash TVD Podcast. All right, then. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.